Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Every day on I Work Ram, it's our desire to challenge the way you think about your faith and work. And today we're talking about how your faith and values, first of all, where you got your faith and values, but how they impact your marriage, how they impact your relationships. And we're talking as we do every Tuesday. Martha, what did you want to start calling our Tuesdays together on Tuesdays? Tuesday together. Tuesday together on I Work For Him. Martha always joins me on Tuesdays because we talk about relationship issues. We talk about marriage and family issues. And today, we're as part of our marriage mentoring highlight focus the last 13 weeks, we've been talking about the Dare to Be Different marriage mentoring program that we've got going on at Indian Rocks uh, over in Largo. But that program that is available the dare to be different marriage mentoring program is available for any church around the country in fact it's in over 3,000 churches around the country and it's a program that every church should have because our couples need to be mentored in their marriages but today we have a very special treat We've got our two college interns with us today. Woohoo! We've got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we, the crowd, so. <laughs> right. Can we have a little quip? Well, there That's we go. That's right. The, the audience goes crazy. The audience. <laughs> We've got Samantha and Vivian with us today. Now, these ladies we met in late May. They were two students from Clearwater Christian College, and they said, Hey, has anybody taken that internship position yet? And we said, No. And they said, great, we'd like to do it. We'd like to do it together. We're good friends. We want to do this together. We said, okay, that's different than what we thought, but let's go ahead. Let's do it. And so they started on the 3rd of June and Clearwater Christian College closed on the 5th of June. So it's been a little bit 
anticlimactic for these guys because at the same time as they've been working on internship stuff for us, they've had to search for a new college and they've been searching around the globe. Well, okay. They, they, they looked at colleges in Minnesota, I know for sure. And they're looking all over Florida. So welcome to I Work For Him, Samantha Vivian, of course, my wife, Martha. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we have to be more confident with that. These girls have never been on radio before. They're still trying to figure out how we roped them into doing this. All right, so let's just start off with talking about how Christ is working in your life today. Because I, I know I warned you that we're going to talk about how your faith and your values and where you got those things. Samantha, just talk about, I, I, you started telling me a little bit of the story uh, before the show started on how you actually came to be introduced to Christ. Share a little bit of that story. Uh, I was introduced to Christ actually a few years back. I was in CNA school over in Texas. Um, I had been just walking out. It was one of my breaks, and I had overheard a friend talking about a school that they had been to, a church. Um, I guess they were having an encounter, so I went ahead, and I asked her a few questions, and I went, and it was honestly a life-changing moment for me. It was just one of those moments in my life where I really got to know God, and ever since then, I've never been the same. I've, I've had a connection uh, beyond words. Mm. Have you Had you ever been introduced to the gospel before that? Had you ever heard the truth about Jesus before then? Uh, growing up, I had heard it uh, several times. Um, I never really had developed a relationship um, on that intimate level just yet, though. Awesome. Well, that was really cool. Vivian, what about you? How did you come to know Christ? Well, I actually grew up in a Christian home, so I've known it for a while, um, for my whole life. My mom and my grandma have a big part in it. Okay, how about a little bit more than that? Okay, <laughs> longer answers are good. The, these guys are, are these ladies are, are, are soft spoken, but they really have incredible hearts. And so I really want to hear. So, so your mom and your grandmother introduced you to Christ. But at what point in time in your life did you actually say, yep, I'm going to follow Jesus? Because we, you know, a lot of us got introduced to the idea of Christ. And I, I got introduced to the idea of Christ at six and said, yes, I want Jesus as my savior. But it wasn't until I was 13 that I really said, now nah, he's going to be my Lord. I, I'm going to follow Jesus. Jesus and go all in. At what point in time in your life was that for you? It was actually in 2011. I went to a camp, uh, Camp Fuge up in North Carolina. and Camp Fuge, not Camp Refuge, Camp Fuge. Camp Fuge, yep. They couldn't and afford the two R, the RE. It was just a, a discount camp. It was a discount camp. <laughs> um, and, you know, we did, it's just like a camp. We had activities and we had worship together and everything. And there was a particular activity that we did. It was a trust fall. Hmm. And at that moment, being able to trust these strangers who I don't know to catch me, that was a very presentable into what, what God does. Mm. Shows me that no matter how far I go away from him, he's always there to catch me before I actually fall on the floor. Wow. That's great. That's I love awesome. that. That's a good lesson. Samantha, have you ever done a trust fall? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I think you'd struggle with that. I think I would. <laughs> I, think, I think you would, too. All right. Today, Martha, we're talking about the impact of faith and values. And, and I wanted to talk about just how that intersects into our relationships. Because here's, here's the scripture verse I picked for today. I picked it from 2 Corinthians 6.14. Paul writes to the Corinthians, Do not be yoked to yoked." together with unbelievers. It was brownies. It was the brownies. It was I not know. the Mountain Dew. It was the brownies. Mm-hmm. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? You know, one of the things that we've seen in marriage relationships that we've dealt with is that if people marry people who don't have their faith in common, 
Or, and therefore, because they don't have their faith in Christ in common, they also don't have values in common. Right. It is a recipe for disaster in a marriage relationship. Not impossible to overcome, but it's a recipe for disaster. How, you know, we didn't have that issue. No, we were very blessed that both of us grew up in homes where that was, I think, explained. And we were in churches that it was explained about being equally yoked and knowing that we wanted to have a like-mindedness as far as our understanding of our relationship with Jesus Christ, because ultimately then we wanted that same thing for our kids and for our family. And um, so we're very blessed in that way. But I think it was very much impressed upon us how important that was to be on the same page. Yeah, it was. And it, it's been a great thing. I mean, it, we have great examples. Our parents, my parents were married 61 years, your parents 59 years. And it's a great example for us as they've had to work through that in their own relationships. Because, you know, our, you know, when you're married together, you're not chasing the Lord at the same pace. You know, usually it's one person leading in another. I mean, in the relationship. But it is such a key principle. And it is. That's the glue. In the marriage. I mean, it really it is. is. And if it's not, it should be because it's the strength behind everything that makes up who we are. If we really have a relationship with Jesus Christ, because um, that is our identity. And so for that to be what, you know, so many people, as far as I keep thinking in my head, like a Sunday school answer should be that Jesus should be the most important thing. But it really should be because then if you're both focusing on the same desires, then at least even if you're ebbing and flowing and things change in your life a little bit, your your goal, your where your vision is, where you're looking ahead is with that goal of, of being like Christ. Well, and what, what we have seen is that a marriage where, actually it's in any relationship, if both are Christ followers and both have submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in their lives, which is what it means to be a Christ follower, that no relationship is unfixable and no marriage is unrepairable. As right. long as those, both those people are submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what the sin issue is, that they're all repairable. 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 Re- repairable. I like that. <laughs> How the brownies. Okay, so but let's talk about why we're talking about this and I work for him. Okay. You know, one of the things that I know that w- our culture really struggles with, ladies, is that non-Christians sin. And we expect them to act like Christians. Actually, you know, Christians sin too. Yes. And we expect them to be perfect. And a lot of times in our relationships, we expect our values that we hold in Christ, we project them onto people who don't even know Jesus, who have no idea. And so we expect them. I mean, Samantha, you work with people at a grocery chain here in town. We can call Publix. We won't charge them anything for the advertising. But you work at Publix. Do you work with people that hold different values than you? Absolutely. All the time. All the time. And uh, Vivian, you worked at Chick-fil-A. Again, another free advertisement. Uh, You worked for many years. You worked at Chick-fil-A. Did you work with people that held different values than you? Yes. And so it's... We need to learn how to deal with people that hold different values than us. But in our, if we're going to get married, we should get married to people who hold the same values and faith as we do. But in order to engage the culture, we need to be able to recognize that we're going to think differently than people. And we've got to stop judging them because they think differently than us. They don't have the perspective of Christ. You can't expect them to think like that. That's right. That's something that we've really been talking about the last year or so when you've, I think you've quoted it many times where it just says, you know, we can't expect a non-Christ follower to act like a Christ follower. It's just not, that's an unfair expectation. But it is an okay expectation to expect a Christ follower. 
to actually act like a Christ follower. Because if they're acting like a non-Christ follower, it makes you wonder, are they really a Christ follower, or do they just have significant sin issues they could use some intervention and help with? I mean, just one of those things. Hey, let's just take a step back. We've got the Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat coming up in February of 2016. Sponsored by I Work for Him and Jim and Martha Brangenberg. we still got some spots open. Mm-hmm. We're about ready to do a big push in August for this because the, the deadline to get all the money paid in is by the end of November, isn't it? Yes. All right, so this is for uh, husband and wife couples who are, and I have to say that, it's for husband and wife couples that uh, de- desire a deepening foundation in their marriage relationship. They want to set aside a weekend away to to not only work on their relationship in a group setting, in a, in a discussion setting, but also uh, one-on-one with each other and just making friendships with other like-minded couples. And we try to make it as reasonable as possible. And really, I mean, it's for a five-day cruise, it's 880 bucks for the couple. Yeah, and it's a great time to set aside to get away to... Um, to work on your marriage and to strengthen it, but also just to relax and to enjoy good company if you want it. If you want quiet time, you got it. Always good food. Um, and, of course, beautiful weather because we've put in a good order. Yes, we have. <laughs> and, we, and we're bringing along a guest speaker for to, help, to participate in one of the sessions with us and then to have a couple of, of breakout mm-hmm. sessions on... On blended families. Yeah, we're very excited. Uh, Laura Petherbridge. That's where it was Jinx, one of the Vice Examiner and Tenure Coke. Okay. No Cokes for you. No Cokes, not right now. Uh, but Laura Petherbridge, she's an expert on being a stepmom. She's been a stepmom for almost 30 years, but she's written a couple of books, The Smart Stepmom and 101 Things You Need to Know from the Smart Stepmom. Something like Something that. Something like that. <laughs> I, I apologize if Laura's listening. But anyway, so sign up. Go on to the website, iworkforhim.com, and sign up for the cruise. I mean, get get linked out there. And if you know people that, that should go and really should take some time, really, if you think they should go, you probably should go yourself. Well, and we've had a lot of people say, oh, we're actually thinking about giving that to our kids kids who are married for Christmas or something like that. And then, of course, the grandparents can watch the grandchildren. Very good idea. Very good idea. Sounds like a good plan. Hey, but go out to the I Work For Him website. And while you're out there looking at the cruise link, the cruise page, there's a tab over on the left-hand side that says cruise. Check out the big announcements, the huge things coming for I Work For Him on July the 20th. On July the 20th, big news for I Work For Him. Go out on our website iworkforhim.com. All right. right, Today, ladies, we're all talking about faith and values and how it impacts our relationships. Let's talk about where where did you get your values? And then Martha wants to ask you a question about the college. Before we get to that, though, okay, so Clearwater Christian College closed uh, June 5th. The announcement I know was devastating, and I'm sure it set you sideways for a few days. Where are you going to land? You know, school starts next month, which is depressing, I know. Samantha, where are you going to go? I'm looking over at Trinity College. I think that's where I'll, I'll fit in the best. Trinity College in Trinity? Yeah. Florida. Florida. <laughs> so you're able to stay at home still, keep commuting? Yes. Awesome. And you're going to get a, you said you could get a double major there. You can double major there. One will be in uh, theology, and then the other one would be in business. Great. And that's something I, knew, I did not know that Trinity had a business degree. They do. That's excellent. So I want to hear more about that. But what else do you know about the business degree? I mean, they're going to be able to give you marketing expertise, computer expertise, management. Do you know what the emphasis is? Um, Well, the degree specifically in leadership with a concentration of management. So I think most of their classes will be geared towards management. Wow, she knows very well what she's nice job into. (laughs) I like that. I like that. All right, Vivian, what about you? Where are you going to go? Well, um, it's between Werner University and Johnson University. Werner University and Johnson University. And Werner University, you said, was in 
Lake Wales. Lake Wales, yes. Which I had no idea even existed there. And you said that was a Christian university. Yep, it is. Okay. And uh, so there, and what about Johnson University? Johnson University is in Kissimmee, and it's another Christian school as well. And again, another school I had no idea existed. Now, can you get business degrees at both those places? Yes. Okay. So what would your business degree be at Werner? It's business administration, but with a focus in human resources. Okay. And what about the one at Johnson? Johnson, it's more to leadership like at Trinity with Samantha. So, you know, you guys are such good friends. Why not Trinity for you? Oh, you said you wanted to get away. Yes. You're tired, tired of living with mom and dad. You want to move on. Is that what it was? I want to move. I've, I've been here for all my life. So I want to try and... It's still close to home. So Polk yes. County Polk County is like really stretching, going all the way to Polk County. <laughs> yeah. She can still come home on the weekends or whatever. You can still use them for your laundry and weekend food. Yeah, pretty nice. much. Nice. I like that. That's a good idea. Our daughter did the same thing for us. That's good. Ivan, did you know about both those schools? No, I didn't. I mean, I I've lived here twelve years, never heard about either of those schools that you just mentioned. I knew about Trinity. That's great. I'm thrilled to death. Mm-hmm. All right, but you haven't made the decision yet. It's coming down to finances. Yep. Financial aid. You're a little bit short if you went to Werner. So if we got a listener out there that wants to help you out, they can just contact me. Jim and I work for him. dot com, and they can write you a check. <laughs> Maybe just let me know. Just going, really, really? somebody might do that. Yeah, come on. This was a Clearwater Christian College student. If you want to help her out, just let me know. I'll put you in touch with her. All right, so. Let's talk about faith and values. Vivian, where did you get your biggest influence on your values today? You said your faith came from your folks, your mom and your grandmother. Values as well came from my parents. Talk to me about the kind of values that they taught you. Because you've got, you've got a, uh, a mixed ethnic background because your folks are from Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. All right. So you grew up, you see a little, that's Central America, you a little Central American influence, right? Costa Rica, Central America, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But you also, but you grew up in Tampa Bay. Yep. Okay, so oh, Ivan's gone. I was supposed to do a book highlight segment. <laughs> Sorry, keep we going. We can do whatever the interns are That's doing. That's right. That's right. The interns are here. We can, we can, we'll do that afterwards, Ivan. All right, so so you grew up with, with a, a different cultural experience. So where did you, I mean, what, what was the biggest thing you took, to, took away from your home experience that maybe was a little bit different than the culture you lived in in Tampa Bay? Uh, the home environment. I've noticed we are very knit close, mm. and here in America, you usually don't see that too much. By the time you hit 18, you're out of your house. Yeah, this is not TV. you got to actually say things like that. Ouch. She's doing the out <laughs> she symbol. She did the hand signal. The out symbol. That's right. Um, so that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Samantha, mm-hmm. you did not grow up with a mom and dad that stayed married. You live with your grandmother. How long have you lived with your grandmother? Uh, I've been living with my grandma for about two years now. I moved back from Texas. Okay. Now, when you are in Texas, were you with one of your folks? I was not. I, I kind of bounced around. <laughs> okay. Other family members, that kind of thing? Yeah. So where did you gain your values? Because you ended up at Clearwater Christian College, so you obviously had a strong pull towards uh, learning more in your walk in Christ. So where did you get your values from? Uh, I would say the number one person that I got my values from would be my grandmother, just seeing her growing up and her strength, and she has a lot of wisdom, Hmm. you know. Um, I've I've watched her, you know, she has a strong worth ethic, she always works, um, you know, so I would say her. That's fantastic. It's, uh, you know, I just wish I could have gotten to know my grandparents a little bit better. But, I mean, your grandparents, Martha, were such a fantastic example for us. They were. Yep. And I think that their values, um, very much, we wanted to glean from them and learn from them and, and observe them and see what they were doing. And now, as we've gotten older, we've wished we would have asked more questions. But um, we're fortunate that we have family that we um, can do that with. We can still ask them questions. Yes. All right. All right. 
It's time for our book highlight segment, of course, brought to you by... Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Our book today... 101 Ways to Build a Stronger, More Exciting Marriage by H. Norman Wright. Let me give you a short explanation. A growing marriage is a healthy marriage, and communication is the key. Noted Christian counselor Norman Wright draws on his years of counseling couples to provide 101, not 102 and not 100, (laughs) insightful conversation starters to encourage you and your partner to spend time together to deepen your relationship. From time management to children and from finances to items that you may not have considered, you'll find questions that provide innovative ideas to spark your creativity, observations on romance to open up new levels of intimacy, topics to strengthen your relationship, conversation starters to enhance communication, and non-threatening openings to bring up those sensitive topics. If you want more from your marriage, 101 Ways to Build a Stronger, More Exciting Marriage invite you to learn more about each other through engaging and fun interactions. Listen, if you're not talking, your marriage isn't growing. And if your marriage isn't growing, you're heading the wrong direction because something that's not growing is wilting. And so you need to invest in your marriage. This is a great way to do it. Call into the studio line right now and you can get a copy of this book, 101 Ways to Build a Stronger, More Exciting Marriage. 855-265-2929-855-265-2929. And remember, you need to read this book, doubtful, very, very doubtful, that Hollywood will produce this movie. All right, we're back live and in studio. Martha and I talking about how faith and values intersect and either build up or tear apart a marriage. And so we're talking today. We've got our interns with us today. Samantha and Vivian, say hello, ladies. Hello. They're joining us today. If you missed the first half of the show, they got to share a little bit of their testimonies. That was very cute. They're sharing their testimonies with us. And these ladies were from Clearwater Christian College, and they're having to go boldly where they never planned to go uh, for their fall semester. And Samantha looks like she's going to Trinity College up in Trinity. And Vivian's still trying to figure out between Werner and Johnson Universities over there in Polk County, but she needs an extra scholarship for Werner. So if you are out there and you're offering some scholarships up for Clearwater Christian College students, just let me know. Jim and I work for him.com. Martha, we deal with couples all the time where their faith, they're not on the same page on their faith. Mm-hmm. And so it, um, it causes conflicts. And so in the survey that they do in the marriage mentoring, it identifies, we, we lift out, list out statements where they agree or disagree. Right. And so we pick some statements where we see some disagreement. Well, we don't pick them out. They, they, right, okay, right, right, the results okay. are given to us. We've got these questions. We picked them out today <laughs> oh, on yes. ones we've seen where couples disagree. Yes. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. Okay. It. All right. Very good. All right. So uh, I picked the first one I picked out was this one. We know people we can turn to for spiritual guidance and it will help us with our morals and our values. One of the things that we learned early on in our marriage is that every couple needs a mentor couple. Mm-hmm. We had we had friends, uh, Lee and Karen, who invested us early on in our marriage. We also had brother and sister, uh, and brother-in-law and sister, and on my side, sister and brother-in-law who invested in us from family. But sometimes you need people outside. we were the babies at the family. We were. So we had everybody wanting to give us advice. <laughs> but we also got all the hand-me-downs, which and was they, super sweet. But they sweet. had the experience because they'd gone before us. And it was great because they could say, okay, here's some things we did, you know, this is something we struggled with or we needed to talk through and be able to help us learn from that as well. Yeah, it's very nice to have people. But so one of the things we always suggest to couples is they get somebody in their life that is older than older than them typically 
specifically mm-hmm. that that is also at walking with the Lord. That's very, very important. But somebody that can speak truth into them and help them just make wise decisions. Because if you didn't grow up in a household where your mom and dad are Christ followers, you know, Samantha, you when you get married, you're going to need those couples in your life. So don't keep that in mind. Vivian, you have to get that done. So make sure you guys have people that you can go to. You got that? Did you write that down? We'll Neither of you have a notes. pen out. Neither yeah. of that. Okay, we'll give you our notes we'll afterwards. We'll give them our notes. Okay. You know, one of the things I was thinking about that is the fact that when we moved to Florida, we learned that a lot of people that live in Florida don't have family here. If, they're, if they've come from somewhere else. Well, almost everybody's come from somewhere else. Not all everybody, but almost everybody okay. has. But the, Yeah. So with that, you lose the connection to the family in the in the depth and the frequency that you need for this kind of relationship and the spiritual guidance or they came from a non-Christian home and so they don't have it built into their family um, nucleus already but we just we met a, we've met a lot of people over the years that they're like we just don't have anybody we're close to because it's such a mobile environment here and so that's um, where the mentoring is a great short term solution but often we beca- we build a relationship with the couples that we're mentoring as well. You know, one of the things that we have seen, and it's an unfortunate circumstance, is that some people, even though they're Christ followers, when they're getting married, uh, a woman may be the Christ follower, the husband a Christ follower, that they ignore what the scriptures say about being unequally yoked. And they just say, nah, I got this, no big deal. I, I, you know, it doesn't matter that we don't share the faith thing. We have love. But we realize down the road that this becomes a big deal. And, and, and sometimes we've gotten involved in that situation where we've tried to mentor a couple. But if people come from two different perspectives, mm-hmm. it comes to be very difficult, not impossible. Right. But the truth of the gospel is the only thing that really saves that marriage for the most part or a spouse who's a Christ follower that commits to it regardless. Yes. And it, one of the really neat things about this mentoring program is it actually um, uncovers if one of the spouses is not saved and um, allows that opportunity for the gospel to be presented in that situation and to really explain to them why this isn't that that missing element and the other things that they're struggling with may all boil down to the fact that they don't have a common faith in Jesus Christ. Well, and Jesus said it, you're either for me or you're against me. And so if mm-hmm. you are a Christ follower and your spouse is not, you're on different teams. Mm-hmm. And, and it really comes to play with how you discipline your children, how you handle your finances, how you go into debt or not go into debt. But here's the deal. If you married and you knew that you were marrying a non-Christ follower, you're committed to that marriage. You are called to stay married in that marriage. And, and Paul gives you very specific instructions in several different uh, books, uh, his epistles, to stay married because your faith, you know, you don't beat Jesus into people. Your faith, your your um, commitment to that marriage is what will speak to that non-Christ following spouse. But save yourself if you haven't gotten married yet, ladies. Uh, save yourself from all that hassle. Marry a Christ follower, a solid Christ follower. I mean, not a religious nut, a solid Christ follower. In fact, if you want either Martha and I to help filter those guys out for you, <laughs> I'm right there for you. I'm really good at that. Jim likes to offer that service. Uh, no, no problem. All right. So, but being on the same page, but when, um, you know, one of the things, one of the questions is my partner's family does not support our values and beliefs. Mm-hmm. What we've seen a lot is we've dealt with a lot of couples who came to Christ in their marriage, but their families, extended families are not part of that. Right. And then they don't have not only the support, but they just don't understand. And they, they have different values as a result of that. And it can be really tough because you want to stay close to your family. You want to stay connected in every way possible, but yet you still want to be obedient to Christ. And that creates a lot of conflict in a marriage because you're 
whoever's family it might be there just pulls so much tension so being able to the beauty of this marriage mentoring program I just want to remind everybody is that this is a safe environment for couples to get to talk about this and to try to come to an agreement on how they're going to handle this situation whether it's you know the one spouse needing to be more supportive and of their the couple's beliefs and not always just shy away if the family's giving them a hard time or agree to, you know, make some make some separation as far as holidays might be concerned. Maybe that's where the tension comes from, um, but still honoring the family. So the beauty of mentoring is coming together and having that conversation and saying, how are we going to make this better? Well, and if they're looking for ways to make it better, we're giving away a book today, 101 Ways to Build a Stronger, More Exciting Marriage by Norman Wright, H. Norman Wright. Call into the studio line now, 855. If you need a marriage to get better, if you're involved in a marriage and needs to get better, then call. We've got the book. We've got a book to help you. Give you 101 ideas on how to build a stronger, more exciting marriage. 855-265-2929. 855-265-2929. All right. So you were, as we were talking about these relationships, let's, let's, let's draw back into the workplace because, you know, we spend as much time in the workplace mm-hmm. as we do with our, our husbands and wives. Yeah, pretty much. Sometimes more. And so those same, the some of those same things, well, you know, the unequally yoked thing comes into partnerships. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you're, you're not supposed to be unequally yoked in a partnership in a business because one's pulling for one team and one's pulling for the other. But in those relationships with our coworkers, we're to be that light. And a lot of times our marriages can be that encouragement for the other marriages in the office. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious because we had talked about this on the break. If the girls have any time in college, in a chapel or anywhere where you've been encouraged or challenged to remember some of these principles when you're going out into the workplace. Clearwater Christian College really had a strong stance on helping you guys be prepared to be Christ in the workplace or whatever your um, occupation might be. So um, from your perspective, from your um, vantage point, where do you see that this would be important in a future job? Well, they're thinking. Silence. This is radio, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) I need some some talking. Well, I... No, go ahead. Don't fight. I don't remember... It was in a chapel. I don't remember the speaker right now. But he did... He just solely was focusing on how we need to be an example to our coworkers out in the world. Mm -hmm. We need to, like you guys were saying, we need to be that light. Mm -hmm. How we need to believe strongly in what we believe in and just go out there and portray that. Not necessarily... Like you said, you can't make someone become a Christian, but just be an example to them, they'll hopefully they'll eventually take it in. Um, actually, when I worked at Chick-fil-A, I had a lot of people tell me that I was they're like, I don't know what it is, but you're always happy. It's like you have a light hmm. with you. And that showed me that even though I'm not telling them necessarily about God, they know there's something different. And that was an open window where I could talk to them about my faith. Yes. Nice. Samantha, you look like you were going to say something. Um, I know, like for me, when I took biology, it was taught by Dr. Henry. Um, 
we were taught, you know, creationism and, and how we are the minority who believe in that. And just walking into a work field, you're going to be that minority. People aren't going to see the things the way you see it. They might believe in, like, evolutionism, or, but they can see through you, through your actions, through the way you behave, just just through your eyes, simply, um, that you are a Christ filer. And it's important that you, you demonstrate that in almost everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Vivian, we were joking on the break that, thank you, Samantha, I'm sorry. We were talking on the break about the list that you've got written out for this future husband of yours. And that you said it's a pretty extensive list. Is the fact that the guy's a Christ follower at the top of the list? Yes, that's okay. the biggest one. Just want to make sure, just just checking. Samantha, <laughs> right there on the air, he wanted it it's committed. Good. It's now recorded. It's now recorded. Now, Samantha, when I asked you that question, you laughed and said, oh my goodness. Because, now, but do you, you don't have a list? I have a list. I, I do. Is it written down or just in your head? It's in my mind. <laughs> so what if you get hit by a truck? Then you won't know what your list was. It's a very good point. So you should it's write it down. List. Well, it's her list. Okay, that's fine. So. It's your list. <laughs> but but you you said that in some past relationships you got you got you had dating relationships with people that were called themselves Christians, but yet they were more religious than really Christ followers. Exactly, and that happens very often. You'd be surprised. I would be surprised. I haven't been dating in, let's see, so, uh, 29 years. So what's really important in that is that even when you're dating is to really be asking each other the questions and really talking about your faith. If this is so important to you and it's so important that you're marrying somebody that is um, following Christ in a biblical fashion, because that's ultimately what it is. It's not Samantha's interpretation. It's what is God telling me to do, um, making sure that you're on the same page because you don't want to be shocked that it's maybe a very, um, a very fundamental versus, you know, whatever, you know, that you're going to have that conflict in your marriage. Now, we all grow, and Jim was talking about that, but having the fundamentals, knowing that you know that they, you know that you know that they love the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to lead you in that. Well, and it really comes to play when you start raising children, because you you decide I mean, how you're going to instill your values in your children. If one person is a Christ follower and one person is not, how are you going to raise the kid? I mean, are, are you going to, I mean, if I mean, that becomes a really big deal because you, if you're a Christ follower, you want your child to love Jesus and the non-Christ follower doesn't see any value in it. So that's why it really comes into play. Are you in agreement on how you instill your values and beliefs in your children? And that, but we've got Samantha and Vivian with us today. They've been helping us out this summer with a couple of projects and they're getting ready now to go off to some different, well, on a vacation and then off to two different colleges this fall. But we're talking about our faith and our values, but we've got a book. If you want to build a stronger marriage, we've got a book by H. Norman Wright, 101 Ways to build stronger, build a stronger, no, it just says to build stronger, a stronger, a stronger more exciting marriage. I'm yeah. looking at it from across the and table. And it could be a good gift for somebody that's it newly married or Absolutely. something like that too. And this is brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. We've got this book. I know there's people out there listening today. Don't, th- nobody's called yet. So be one of those new callers that calls in and say, hey, I'd like to win a book. We'd love to hear from you. It'd be awesome. So call in right now, 855-265-2929, 55-265-2929. Ivan is standing by. All right, Martha, one of the other statements on the survey that couples uh, are asked when they're going through the marriage mentoring process mm-hmm. is, my job and or other commitments seem to take priority over church and other religious activities. Now, I'm not much on religious activities, but the church and hanging out with church people and having my job interfere with that, that's always a danger. 
Oh, having your... Okay, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yes. Some people are concerned about this because some people will just yes. they'll just work all the time and so it interferes with their, their kids getting involved in church or them getting involved in church. It can become an excuse um, for that or it can truly be just an imbalance that you need to prioritize better. And um, I think both of those are incredibly important to address, especially in a marriage, but in other relationships, in your workplace as well. Saying, you know, if I'm being required Required to work on uh, Sunday, if it's because of the occupation, a nurse or something like that, then find another time when you can fellowship with your um, with the body of with Christ. the body of Christ, but, or just work at Chick Fil A. But th- then you never have it to work a Sunday, which true. is awesome. <laughs> but but this is the point of the conversation: is again as a couple, as um, in your family, talking about what is a priority and how do I handle that appropriately. Well, and I think really it sometimes people have to make a sacrifice because if you are a Christ follower, you're not involved with a greater body of Christ, a body, a, a church, you're not going to grow. I mean, that's, that's what you need. So Samantha, you work for Publix. Do they ever ask you to work on Sundays? Every Sunday. Yes. <laughs> Every Sunday. Did you ever ask them for a Sunday off? I have. And what did they say? Oh, well, you know, Publix is pretty flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people like to have Sundays off, so that's where the demand could come. So they let you come in late, so you can go to church in the morning, or not? They will. They'll work with you, depending on you know what you believe in. And mm-hmm. Publix is a pretty good company. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm just as curious to do it. No, but Samantha they, or Vivian, they never asked you to. You know, Chick Fil A never asked you to work on a Sunday. No, I mean we would have meetings, but obviously after church because my boss is a Christian. So nice. That's All awesome. Right. You know, it made me think of something, though. The opposite could be a problem, too, is where people thinking that being involved in church activities makes you a stronger Christian. And that's not the truth mm, either. That would be so the religious really, stuff. Yes. And so really balancing that as a couple and as a family, too, to say that is not the most important thing. And if you're out of balance in that respect, then you've got a problem right, as well. Be- because church can actually start to damage your marriage relationship mm-hmm. and certainly your ability to raise good, solid children. If, if you're, you're not serving together, especially. Well, but if you or if you're always going to church and you're never at home. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a balance thing and it's and there's never a perfect balance. But you can have if you're your number one ministries to your spouse, your number one mission field is to your children. Everything else comes secondary. And the church is a valuable part of that but it is not to take a, a priority over your family. So, I mean, it's, it, but it's hard to sometimes balance that. And again, having this marriage mentoring just allows for that conversation. And you may have never thought to talk about it. And the reason that we do this is when a couple comes together and just says, we want to invest more in our marriage. We want to be stronger. We want to um, know more about how we can have a great marriage. These are some of the things that we talk about. And then they can come to an agreement. Maybe they need to add something to their activities, or maybe they need to take something away because it's pulling their time too much. You know, we've been talking a little bit about just taking some pieces out of the dare to be different.com marriage mentoring program, which is available for any church all over Tampa Bay and anywhere listening to this message anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Dare to be different.com. If your church doesn't have a marriage mentoring program, look it up online. Dare to be different.com. Couldn't be any simpler than that. Dare to be different.com. No, they are not a paid advertiser on this show. We just so believe in what they're doing. We want to promote it. But just one last question for our interns. It's your last chance on the radio. Well, maybe. Uh, so your number one, we, you already said that your faith, your faith with your spouse, super important, top of the list. What's your number one value that you're looking for in this future spouse? Your number one value. I know personally I'm looking for somebody who's going to put God first and who's going to help build me 
up and draw me closer to him, not farther away. Hmm. Vivian? Like Samantha said. Oh, you can't say that. Whatever she said. <laughs> but also, um, just respect between each other. Having that respect. Mm, respect. And respect. That's very good. All right, we've come to the end of another I Work For Him show. Go out to our website, iWorkForHim.com. Look for the flag as it pops up as you go to iWorkForHim.com. The I Work For Him Nation flag. I'm asking you, I'm challenging you to join the I Work For Him Nation and be one of those first thousand people in Tampa Bay that says, I'm going to take this challenge. I'm going to start praying for my coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Samantha, have you taken that challenge yet? No, but I will now. No, now I got you on the spot. All right. Okay. Listen, but when you're on the website, also check out the banner about all the huge changes. Yes, Vivian, I'm going to ask you next. Have you taken that challenge yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> look at the banner on our website on iWorkForHim.com and look about all the huge changes coming up here in mid-July. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.